Okay, kids, let's go. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Hello, what have we here? Thanks, C3 penis face and R2 dickhead. Hello there. Looking? Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> May the force be with us. Fucking A. You know, I was okay. listening to one of our old episodes real quick. Well, I was listening to one of my our old episodes, and I still to this day think they should put some crazy codes in for Battlefront. So you it like for example, you could see you could be Bill Clinton in uh, NBA Jam. <laughs> like, I want to see some weird don- DK mode where everybody's head. Like, I I love that shit, especially as a kid. Or you could just be George Lucas on the battlefield. That's yeah, George Lucas just, versus sh- Kathleen Kennedy, fucking doing it out. And he, yeah, and he just it, his gun just shoots dollar bills because he's a fucking four billionaire. <laughs> it's called a PC. Just play those hacks. Just get mods. Get mods, bro. Uh, all right. You know what I realized today? What'd you realize? How many canon Jedi have killed Sith? Zero. Not well, many. Zero. Who has killed a Sith? Obi-Wan and Anakin. Yeah. Where did Obi-Wan kill a Sith? Darth Maul, you fuck. The very He lives. <laughs> He's still not and dead. And then he killed him again. What Dude, he took about? a nap on Tatooine. You see him lay him down in that fucking... <laughs> I, I still don't think he's dead. He killed him twice and he's still not dead. He shouldn't have been alive the second time. You guarantee <laughs> well, hey, they're not going to fucking put that little duel, quote unquote, in there and make him live again. That would be... I would give up. No, he's, he's definitely that. dead. All right, that's, dead. That's, a, that's a maybe. We'll, we'll talk that up. Well, so Obi-Wan killed him one and a half times. So what's yeah. the second one? <laughs> Vader and he killed Palpatine. Anakin's and not a Jedi. Uh, you could argue by the time the end of oh, uh, thought, Return of the Jedi rolls also, around that also he is. Dooku. If you don't want to play that game, you could just say Dooku. Yeah, yeah. And Dooku, yeah. yeah. So there... Well, what about Grievous? He was, he was trained in the Sith arts. Yeah, but he's not a Sith. He's not a Sith. His, his fucking spleen was... Actually, if you listen to what he says, he was trained in, his, in the Jedi arts. Yeah, by Dooku. Oh, that's true. My yeah. yeah, so in all eight movies and the entire Clone Wars and Rebels, only two have killed Anakin and Obi-Wan, which are the two, the only two that matter. So then, <laughs> this is what I started thinking. Who's the antagonist and protagonist of the first three movies? Technically, Maul wasn't a Sith. No, he, he was. He was. But by the time he died, he was a pawn. In Palpatine's major plan, yeah, but he was still a Sith apprentice. No, I think I think by the time he faced Obi Wan at the end in Rebels, I think he was the Sith. What's the Sith version of a Jedi Knight? That's what Maul was. He was a Dark Jedi. No, they would Maul call him Jedi. Sith assassins. But He's a Sith. Yeah, because there's only, an there can only be like a master and apprentice. But Asajj can, wasn't Sith. You could say that because Dooku laughs in her face. Uh, oh, see, I put Maul in the fallen this. Jedi. I'd say Asajj is a fallen Jedi. Yeah, because the first Maul, time they meet, he's like, she's like, I am Sith. And he's like, no, but <laughs> Maul, you bitch. Maul's definitely his Sith apprentice in episode one. Uh oh, yes, uh oh, Shinobi, 
Well, at, at that point, maybe. But it's, uh, he said uh, in, in the Clone Wars, he denounces himself as a Sith. No, yeah, he yeah, says because then he's I'm trying to kill the Sith. Sith. Yeah, yeah. But in Phantom Menace, he's definitely the Sith apprentice because it's only him and Palpatine. He so was I a guess... Sith assassin beforehand because, according to legends, that's how he convinces Plagueis. The same way that Dooku, Dooku convinces Palpatine that Asajj is just a Sith assassin, but he wants to train her as his apprentice. But you could say by the time that Darth Maul actually dies, he's not a Sith. Yeah, but I would say that he's killed as a Sith and comes <laughs> back not as a Sith. The same way Anakin dies when he becomes Vader. Formerly Darth, now just Maul. All right, we're getting poetic Ooh. on this shit. I understand. I... So, is there backstories? Hey. Hey. Like, when? Are we going to go for longest episode ever? No, we're not even close. Why? You got something oh, to do? We can do it. No, I'm down. Let's do it. It's a challenge. I need some pizza if that's going to happen. So, Those what were you guys' thoughts on uh, Luke Skywalker? <laughs> Everything just, negative that you could think of. Just start... Start with the opening scene of A New Hope and just go through. We're going to do a review of every single Star Wars movie that's ever been released ever. What are the first two? What's the first uh, character you see on screen? Is it C-3PO? C-3PO, yeah. Yeah. God. Hopefully it's the last character we see on screen too. Am I right? I hope he dies on screen at the end of episode nine. Short (laughs) What if we get our first post-credit scene in Star Wars? This is why. This is. Why? Tell me about it. Is C-3PO still alive? And K-2SO, who is the, probably the most capable droid we've ever seen, has, has died. Because yeah. C-3PO has never gotten in a challenge. It's true. All he does is fucking bop R2 on the head and walk around and talk shit. Well, That's all he does. Hide, hide to, be, to be fair, C-3PO is not a threat to anybody. So why would you even waste He's a threat to himself. He's a threat to... You see how in Clone Wars, Anakin's so over him. He's like, why the... F- Fuck, did I make you? <laughs> the scene where they got to get the goji berries for the cake. I wonder if he's more of a nuisance than a normal protocol droid would be because Anakin built him from like scratch. So maybe his programming is like slightly tweaked. So he's a fucking jackass. Whereas other like C3 version protocol droids would just be normal. Like that silver one on the Trade Federation ship. That actually threw me for a fucking loop. I don't know why, but. And it makes complete sense. I was just naive about it, but I was just like, why is there another droid that looks exactly like C-3PO? I thought he was like more of like a custom-made droid at first. He's like a model car. The ambassadors are Jedi Knights, I believe. Like a, like a kit car. where he Yeah, just he's like a kit. <laughs> <laughs> like those Shelbys that aren't originals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Travis Dunn says, K2SO was so badass, I cried. Yeah, he's the only person... That's the first time I ever cried in a Star Wars film. That's why I like... There, I just feel like there's more online, clearly, for obvious reasons. In Rogue One, I, think, I feel on like the there, there's more on the line in that movie. And then number two would be episode eight. I feel like... Well, no. Stakes. Three. Episode three, I feel like there's more on the line in episode three. Uh, so, yeah, I would say Rogue One three and... I almost said Solo, but now I'm thinking about it. Maybe not. No, I don't feel like... Wait, so you didn't cry when Anakin said, you're so beautiful, and Padme said, it's only because I'm so in love, and Anakin said, no, no, it's because I'm so in love with you, and then Padme said, then love has blinded you? That didn't make you cry? No, that's not what I meant. (laughs) I cried at that part. 
I, I got teary-eyed. I won't lie about it. I got teary-eyed in the theater when Anakin was on fire and like screaming, I hate you. And it was getting pretty emotional with that fucking music and everything too. So what I'll say to that is I, did, I didn't cry, but I did. That like gives me shivers to this day. Like yeah. it's just like you can feel the rage. And that's one of the first times like the acting and, and like the dialogue actually really came together in the situation and you really just felt it because... Like you forget so about all those other lines. Like from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Like none of that stuff matters because you see that is the birth of Darth Vader. Like you see he's, that happening. Yeah, the wool is completely pulled over his eyes, and he's just fuck you, best friend. Like that's fuck you, dad, half dad, stepfather. Also brother, also maybe lover. There's three no movies. No wonder he's so confused. There's three movies that always make me cry. Feel the dreams. Never seen it. I don't think I've ever the seen Bice- it either. Bicentennial Man. Never seen it. And Click. See, the I, one talk praises about Click. I have only seen it one time. I need to maybe need to watch that you, again. If you watch Click and you don't cry, you're a sociopath. I'm gonna watch Dude, that shit actually. Movies that make me cry: Jungle to Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> I need like four more beers now. <laughs> Um, no, I don't think I don't cry. I actually cry uh, to TV shows more often than a movie. I don't know why. Probably because TV shows like you're you're growing growing up with these characters for so so much longer than two hours, two and a half hours. Um, but I did tear up, yeah, with uh, Rogue One. Uh, I can't really think of another movie that I really. That stuff doesn't hit me. I get I well, that's not true. I feel like I got a little teary-eyed in, in Infinity War at some point. Yeah. Oh, that. I think it was when Spider-Man was like, I don't want to go. Yeah, that part. I actually just teared up watching it yesterday. Really? Yeah, I need to watch it again. I need to go grab it, actually. Uh, I think that... Oh, Interstellar, definitely. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of when you said... Um, whatever one of the ones you said was. I, I was thinking... Man. Yeah, I was thinking Interstellar. Yeah, because I saw... Have you guys seen those uh, script-to-screen little videos and stuff. All one, over the it. one from Interstellar popped up uh, a few days ago and I was like, I need to watch this again. It's been a few years. It's Do you have one of my Did you get movies. one of the original Did you get one of the Blu-rays when it came out? I did, yeah. And I did they too. sent it with like that little like film mm-hmm. thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't get? think I, I want one. I have one, but I don't like the one I have. <laughs> I'll trade you next time I'm in LA. What do you, what do you have? I I don't remember. I'd have to go look at it. I haven't opened it yeah, in a while. Yeah, let me know what you have. Because I saw some people on Reddit like trading those, trying to get like their favorite scene. Oh, I'll be in LA. Um, I'm going to Vegas September like 12th to 14th. So I'm either going to come to LA before that or after that. All right. Well, if you need a couch, I got one that's just a little shorter than you are. (laughs) I'm used to my feet hanging off the edge of whatever I sleep on. So don't worry about that. So Riley and JD and Jammy and everybody who's listening. You make, make note, we're going to get fucking party time. Mopar, you got to come for the drag races. Ooh. And the funny cars. Wait, when's that? Because they're awesome, dude. They do the whole NHRA thing down in Pomona by us. Oh, when's that happening? Um, Usually it's... I mean, they do events all year round. I don't know when like their major thing is, but they do them throughout the summer. And then I think they have the Dodge Nationals in September. I'm all about the drag races, man. I'll go. Yeah. Anyways. I'm all about the funny cars. Star Wars. Star Wars funny cars. We need a um, we need a real like hollow net. Someone needs to make a real hollow net. 
a thing online where like every week on Sunday you can tune in and watch like fake Star Wars stuff. Like I've been thinking about that, trigger. like making fake uh, fake ad spots, like Empire propaganda, like style it after like fifties, like fifties commercials and advertisements, or like having Padme like a fashion icon, and she's like in commercials. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Like hair products. Yeah, like fucking L'Oreal for Naboo or something. <laughs> Shinobi says that already exists. They do exist. There wasn't father. <laughs> there was no holiday. Forever. That's like my favorite quote. I don't know why. I've said that 47 times in the past like week. There was, there was no, no something. Fa- I just I replaced <laughs> no, father with something. Mike Zero. Mike Zero. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> that is Mike Zero's news ever. Gonna, I watch him with the uh, with the captions on because I can't. Never mind. I'm gonna stop. Mopar, that's your homework for before the next episode. Go watch some Mike Zero. Make yourself feel terrible about yourself. Yeah, I don't want to publicly say anything that might uh, fly, like flash back on you guys. Come on, you don't want to start some Twitter drama? That's the best way to get new subscribers. Let's do it. All right, fuck that dude. Then I can't stand his voice, and he sounds like an idiot with everything he says. Mike Zero is a bitch. Dude, you heard it here first. The globalists are listening. We're going to get shut down like Alex Jones. You guys can't monetize uh, monetize this episode now because you cussed. Joke's on you. We don't monetize any episode. (laughs) (laughs) The show has cost me 14 dactaries. Yeah. I never want to play KOTOR again. By the way, uh, I got further and I finally figured out KOTOR 2. I was on Dantooine that is the most incomplete game ever created. Dantooine. That's why you have to play with on computer with the restoration mod. The base is on Dantooine. Um, the dumbest thing. It, it was just like you have to go to the old Jedi Enclave on Dantooine and go through the ruins. I get there. The door says, doesn't you open. Can't op- you can't fucking open a door. Hashtag what do impossible. I have to do? Go talk to a motherfucker. That's all I had to do is have a conversation. I didn't have to break in. I didn't have to get a key. I didn't have to find a fucking passcode. I had to just go up to a motherfucker and say, hey. And he's like, yeah, go check it out. That sounds like, like an oblivion glitch. I was like, like this why door did you- doesn't open unless you talk to one dude in the market in the other town that you just left. Dude, the quest was already <laughs> started. I was like getting into the starting the quest. And it's just like, you can't start it. Go talk to that guy. He's got a hat on. Like, what do you? Well, it's the why? same thing, yeah. With like the HK factory, and then like when you're on, um, I don't know, whatever the fucking second place you go to is not Terrace, whatever. Paragus, Duxon, yeah. No, not Duxon. No, Paragus is terrible too because you have to run around and talk to every fucking buddy just to get things moving. I. It's like uh, they went. They went too all in on what people loved about the first one. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. People like their uh, decisions make a difference, and they get to talk to people and open up side quests. Okay, every NPC you have to talk to now. What is an NPC? Yeah. Non-playable character. Yeah, with the with the restoration mod on okay. like PC or Mac, you don't have to deal with any of that stuff. Like the game's like streamlined, so pretty much you already know there's like a couple things you can't do. Like there's doors that were never finished, or like the HK factory was unfinished, like stuff like that. But Duxin is so much smoother. Even like the menu layout is just hundred times better. The menu is very messy. Like you open that thing up, and I'm like, I don't even know where my cursor is right now. I don't know what I'm changing. Caesar just looking at the fucking inventory. Yeah, 
And on computer, it's nice being able to like hotkey your force powers. So like you just hit four for heal or like night speed. So, oh my god, that reminds me of Jedi Knight too. I could just quick key shit and it would actually happen. <laughs> Sounds good. There yeah. are uh I'm I'm relearning old game shit where I gotta save every once in a while. I you get it auto saves <laughs> on all the new shit and it's so nice you don't have to worry about it. And it obviously saves at the right mo moment. You're coming up to a big boss, auto save. Man, I lost half of Dantooine. I got through it and something small killed me. And I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> it's like an hour and a half in. Yeah. Oh my God. That's Thank one God. thing I loved about Dark Souls, like to a fault. It was like you can't load an old save. It's constantly auto-saving. Like, there's no going back. If you make a mistake, you're fucked for the entire thing. I still haven't got all the way through Dark Souls 1. I barely got into it. I've never even touched it. I Dark would, Souls is fun. It's just extremely frustrating. I would I mean, recommend yeah. definitely playing with some of us, like co-op or something. It makes In the it, first one? In any of them. It makes it way I'll better. I'll to get like, remastered and try it. Yeah, get the remastered, man. It's fun. It's, it. Dude, Patience. one and three are so good. You got to be patient. Yeah. Also, there's just, yeah, it's just like, it's just learning how the game works and learning how like the bosses work and what the movesets are and everything. And then it's not easy, but then at least it all makes sense and you can deal with it. And get no, I, it. I agree. It's a, it's just a brutal learning curve. Like if you so don't brutal. get it in any which way, you're going to fucking die right away. Yeah. You can't play it like any other game. You start nope. running around and trying to hit people like any other game, you're going to die. Nope. There, think, it's like, the opposite of happy dancing. Yeah, opposite exactly. of happy dancing. You got to like... Yeah. There we go. Yeah, opposite of happy dancing. We need some Dark Souls aspect in the Star Wars universe, friends. No joke. I want to <laughs> see... that. Was that the only time we ever saw it? Well, outside of episode four, I was going to say blood. Because he cuts the guy's arm off and there's like ketchup on the floor. Which that was one of those 1977 plot holes. Like there shouldn't have been blood, but yeah. Uh, also, there was no bone or meat in the arm. <laughs> It was just a hollow. It was like a it fucking a tube. Hollow. It's just a skin. It was like a bloody tube. <laughs> so I never really even thought about that. I know. But that's the stupidest thing. There's nothing in there. Also, like, you hear the lightsaber ignite, but you can't see it on screen. And you just see Obi-Wan just go like... Yeah. And then his arms <laughs> on the ground. Like, fucking great. That was awesome. That is one of the... That is truly cringy. Is the way... Uh, Alec Guinness swung the lightsaber. And I know he he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He was no, probably not given any any instruction, but the way he swings everything, it's just, oh my God. Put it away. I mean, he, he that, didn't enjoy filming it, so it comes out as his lightsaber scene, technique. There's that scene in the Clone Wars where Obi-Wan cuts off Savage's arm, but it literally looks like a like a turkey leg. <laughs> like it looks like a, it's just like the flesh and then the inner meat and then the bone. Like it looks like when you cut open a ham. Like at least there's consistency in there that outside of a fucking skin tube that you see in episode four. <laughs> it looks like the packing is so bad. I'm yeah. Pull, I'm pulling it up right now. I can't fucking tell about it. Episode four skin tube. Wait, do I have, <laughs> do I have permission so to share something? Skin tube. Don't share anything because then it will fuck up your videos on the stream. Huh? Just talk about said, it. Fine. You said don't. Fine, I'll send it to, I'll send it to the group chat. You yeah, just do it. that. It's way better. What okay, are you sharing okay. here? I'm not allowed to. I'm actually going to... You know what I'm going to do? As I'm just going to search Star 
explores plot holes and see what the fuck happens. 14,000 things. Ooh, okay. You'll be dead. This is actually this is a recent one. Uh, I say recent. Oh yeah, I want to de- let's do some debunking. There there What is happening? I'm um, pulling up the video. I'm going to put it on Mopar's screen really quick. It's like a hollow arm with blood. Oh, my God. Sitting on top of a Lego fucking plate. <laughs> the floor <laughs> looks like it's a bunch of like Lego things. Oh, my God. That's it's funny. so bad. Ugh. So some of these are actually... Okay. You want to run through these? Because it goes from the Phantom Menace all the way up to Rogue One. Do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, number one uh, is an obvious one. It, it ties uh, Empire Strikes Back to the original or to the prequels. Uh, obviously, Luke or I'm sorry, Obi Wan says that the Jedi Master instructed me, and he was referring to Yoda when the Jedi Master instructed him was Qui Gon. Yeah. Um, Have you ever seen Clone Wars? That's true, and it's almost like yeah, that's kind of a stupid one, and it. it I don't like that at all. Yoda instructs everybody. Yoda instructs everybody. Yeah. He's the elementary school teacher for the Jedi. Well, just think. (laughs) Master Obi-Wan lost the planet. Like, he was instructing him right there. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking idiot he is. All right. Number two, the rule of two is flawed. Yeah, but that was kind of the reason a lot of people say that the Emperor Palpatine fell because he... Yeah. He didn't follow the rule of two. Yeah, I like that explanation way better. It's like, there is a rule of... The rule of two is flawed, but it's it's not. It's that's the reason that Palpatine ended up going down was because he was abusing that shit left and right. Well, and Wait, uh, what it says here, the description, he just says this works in the prequel films, but in the original trilogy, the Emperor and Vader conspire to recruit Luke to their cause. But I always took it as the Emperor was if because it was going to be Luke versus Vader. Whoever's stronger is the one he's going to take. They both knew yeah. it was going to be two. Like Emperor was like. I'm going to test you out. If you can beat Vader, then obviously I want you. And Vader yeah. was like, let's overthrow my master and we'll take control. So that was still going to be two and two. No, I completely also, agree. And also the Emperor thought if Vader wasn't willing to kill his own like, son, to kill his own son, but Luke was willing to join the dark side, then the Emperor would kill Vader and Luke would be his new apprentice. Yeah. No that's one thing that Thrawn Alliances does. The new Thrawn book does is it shows that the Emperor still is testing Vader and Thrawn for their allegiance. Yeah. Uh, but that's just, that's also just Star Wars fans wanting that to happen because, well, okay, well, I'm thinking because the original ending for six was Luke was supposed to kill the Emperor, right? Right? Uh, and he was supposed to take over and actually, but how would that work? So let, let's just say, not Luke, canon. Shut the I fuck up. Listen, listen now. Listen now. <laughs> this is the problem now. Do you, do you want to talk? Do you want to go back to your conversation about the problem with what's going on with The Last Jedi and everything? You are the problem. So, so if Luke Skywalker, let's just, I want to hear what you guys have to say. If Luke Skywalker killed the Emperor, what would have happened after that? If Vader he would have said, strike me him. down and Vader didn't block, like he fucking just halved him. I've been halved. <laughs> I've been cutting half pretty bad. I've been cutting half pretty bad. <laughs> so, what would happen? Would do you think Vader would have stayed on the dark side, or do I you think, think what would have happened is fan fiction? So it would have been like 
I still think Boobs Vader would have been saved, and, and that would have been the Jedi end. Knights and everything. Okay, when when it comes to the OT, it's like fun to like talk about or like prequel stuff. But I'm I'm gonna get serious for a second with what you were talking Let me about. Put my like, pants back oh, on. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, one second. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With what you were talking okay, about with like the new stuff, like the problems with the fans. I think one of it is that there's too much transparency. A lot of people don't understand how production works, so. Like we talk, I've talked to you guys about it before, like in the group chat, like, oh, reshoots is a normal thing. Like every major production has reshoots. Yeah. Um, with Solo, thank God we had reshoots. Like things like that, like they're good things a lot of the time where like things don't necessarily mesh. And so they reshoot to make it better. But the problem is fandom doesn't necessarily understand that. So reshoots, people are now expecting that things weren't good enough. So they're going to go in questioning, like it could have been different. It That's- was different. Yeah. But the same thing happens with like now, like we have too much transparency where it's like not to you guys, but like the whole like mall originally wasn't the person that was in solo. But it really doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter if they waited till the last second because what we have is a movie where mall is at the end. Like yeah. that's that's what we should talk about. Like as fans, we should be talking about like what does this mean that mall was the one? Not like, oh well, originally the person who wrote the script wasn't sure. Cause like that that's not the product that we have. Like, well, the the only reason I just talked about that to get clicks, honestly. No, no. It, well, no. It's it's really interesting, <laughs> and I think like it does give us more. But it's 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 not it's not the end result that we're unhappy with. It was because it worked fine, and I'm happy he's there. Yeah, I'm saying it's it's what other options could have been that maybe. Well, they had to have been considered, but well, like Jabba and Boba Fett or whatever. Well, Jabba, like, Boba Fett. I did. We didn't even talk about that. That would have been awesome. Like it makes so much sense, and that would have been so fucking mind blowing. That that's how high up Boba Fett is, and Han starts right at the fucking bottom, and he has to get up. I don't like Boba Fett in that position. No, no one likes it, Boba it, Fett. I think I like Maul Boba is Fett. the perfect person for that situation. It's already been established that when him and Savage were faced in that situation, Maul said, "We need." to build a syndicate and it made perfect sense like he's no longer a sith so he doesn't have that alliance he, he literally has nothing to turn to so he turns to people that he can use his power to control mm-hmm. and that's per- that's what crime is but it, he, but no i think he should be a sim- more he should be a, a, a simpler character and he should be raging hard to kill Obi-Wan. That no. should be his only arc. But he's not but he's not a simple character. I actually by the time that he realizes where Obi-Wan is in Rebels, that pissed me off. Like I was not a fan of Maul coming back. But as they established him and grew his character, I was like, okay, I get the I get it. It makes sense. He's, he's, he's more not than just a like a fucking, swordsman. Yeah. yeah, he's not a raging beast anymore. He's actually making sense. He's actually having plans. But then as soon as he has that vision and knows where Obi-Wan is. He like drops everything that he was working on. Oh, no, 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 and he's like, no. oh, I have to go back to Kenobi and kill this fucker. That's his plan the whole time. From the second that we meet him in Clone Wars and find out that he survived, his one plan is I am going to kill Sidious and I'm going to kill Obi-Wan. So all the That's syndicate all- stuff is just like a means to an end? Do you remember the Plagueis book? I haven't read the Plagueis book, actually. That's the why Sith I just pulled role- it off my shelf right now so I can go read it. The, the Sith's role is a means to an end. Plagueis knows that he will not be the one that succeeds in what the Sith Ascendancy was working towards. 
It's about passing along this whole thing. So now if you get the like mall comes from that and knows that it's a means to an end, but now mix that with his rage. And now that he's no longer technically like a Sith, but he still has that training and he still has this mentality of like one goal and that's it. Everything that I do, like Palpatine being a senator was so that he could get further into this thing to where he could be at that yeah, place. Yeah. So Maul had, Maul had one goal the whole time. Kill Palpatine. See, I, I thought the whole thing him. was that he knew that the Sith thing failed him because Palpatine turned on him and then just let him die and was going for Dooku the whole time. And that's why he went this different direction with the crime syndicate. And wanted, know, to, and wanted like, to go back and kill means, Palpatine and that everything. Was, that was his sense of like means to an end, like power... That was like what he was doing in the meantime. But the second we see him in Clone Wars, it's like Obi-Wan. That's all he wants. He wants to kill Obi-Wan. Yeah, but see, part of me as watching Rebels thought that like that time had passed and he was on to bigger and better things and was being a little more strategic and a little more planning and like that wasn't in his did head you, anymore because I must have missed Rebels? something. I got up to yes. the... I mean, I've, I've seen the part, all of Maul stuff until the part where Maul dies. I mean, I would rewatch... I would rewatch what he says on Malachor to Ezra. I would rewatch what he says to Ezra when they find the holocrons and then specifically what he says when they're in the desert trying to find Obi-Wan. Like those all show that like this whole time Maul's had like one goal. That makes me like Maul way less than. What? He's fueled by revenge. His anger kept him alive. Like he's not going to, he doesn't want to change the galaxy. He doesn't want to like, rule the galaxy. He doesn't have the capacity to, clearly. He wants to seek revenge. That's that's it. That's what's kept him alive. That's all he knows. I'll have to rewatch it and reanalyze it. I thought the whole thing, I must have missed like a few, like Mopar was saying that he missed like one sentence in one episode and then he like missed a part of the plot. Like maybe I missed something. But I thought the whole point was that following the Sith ways just fucked him over again and again and Palpatine ended up, even though he, Maul survived on Naboo and came back, Palpatine didn't want him. And then his whole thing was to kill Palpatine and get revenge there. But I thought he was moving on to bigger and better things and not sticking to that and like only going after Obi-Wan. I thought he was just just trying I mean, to get I power think, and I start a group Wars, and everything. I think in Clone Wars, he showed that like he understood that it's not going to happen. Just him going out and challenging Obi-Wan in open field. Like he knew that it was going to come down to a timing thing. And that's like the first time he sees Obi-Wan in Clone Wars. He says like, it's too soon. Like now is not the time, but he still challenges him because he can't help it. See, I, 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 I was going to say, I feel I like he talked a while. I know, but my last <laughs> sentence before you continue is that I feel like he was on to something with Ezra. And as soon as he s- discovers where Obi-Wan is, he drops his whole plan with Ezra to go after Obi-Wan. So you mean and, the dark side guy was fueled by his revenge? And blinded by but it. But the reason I liked Maul coming back <laughs> is that he wasn't just a dark side guy fueled by revenge. It looked like he had other things in place. And then as soon as Obi-Wan comes back into his mind, he drops his entire like subplot trying to seduce Ezra to go after Obi-Wan and kill him. Which well, now that you say the issue that, was like, they built up a character that was more than just rage. And then when the, when the door opens, he goes right back to re- revenge. That's why I was kind of pissed about it. And drops it all. Yeah. And that's why like the, the, the crime syndicate... That pisses me off even more now because that, that means nothing. Because well, no, it means like, everything. Just like you were That's saying like, earlier ah. about like you want to see something that you don't expect in the movies. Like I want to see the good guys not winning because normally what we see is the good guys go through the thing, they happy dance, and they win. 
I loved seeing Darth Maul not being a Sith fueled for revenge, but having these longer plans and playing the slow game and trying to seduce Ezra and trying to build the syndicate. But at the end of the day, he just went back to fight Obi-Wan and he died in three slashes. No, that's his long plan was when he challenged, he challenged Palpatine, remember? Him and Savage challenged yeah. Palpatine and he failed. Miserable. And that was him, that was him learning his lesson that now is not the time. Like, I can't do this in open conflict now. Like, everyone's on guard. Everyone is, like, looking and prepared for conflict. So he does his own thing. He rises in power. He allows, like, controlling the crime syndicate to fuel his power. Because, like, if you know, like, especially in Plagueis, they talk about how, like, using pawns actually makes you stronger. The more control you have over people, the stronger you are. So he uses that as, like, over time. Also, Snoke says that in episode eight. Yeah. Then, but then when we find him on Malachor, we find out that like now he's started looking for other things. Like he's he's tapping back into this like Sith ritual, like this Sith history. And so we know that like he's looking for something a little deeper. I still think that in Rebels, when he uses Ezra together to find Obi-Wan, I still think that his plan was if Ezra's looking for Obi-Wan, he's looking for Obi-Wan because he needs a master. If Maul kills Obi-Wan, then now Maul is able to take Ezra as his apprentice because Ezra's also, he's also looking at Ezra. He keeps calling him apprentice. So yeah. if he knows Ezra's looking for a master and Maul kills Obi-Wan, now not only does he get his revenge, but he also gets his apprentice. I'm going to have so to rewatch it. It is still the long, like he's playing the long game. It's just like he gets to mix his revenge in there with it too. I'm going to have to rewatch it because I guess I interpreted his loss to Palpatine as like, maybe this isn't what I should be spending my time doing is trying to get back at my master for failing me. Like it should be onto these, these different ventures and everything. And of course, I know he wanted Ezra as his apprentice, but I didn't think that he needed Obi-Wan to do that. I thought he could have done that if he just, you know, kept pushing him, could have done that on his own. But every, every Sith adventure that Maul goes on, he fails miserably. I know. It's unfortunate. That's why I was like, like I said, I was really happy that he was, I was pissed that he was back. I was happy where they were going with it. And then I, they, I felt like they kind of abandoned it just for a so revenge I, thing. I will say that the last thing I, well, and we've talked about it, The last thing I expected was to see Maul on screen. Totally. That was Again, so yeah. like to be, it's for him to be back in a movie decades after he was, when he was canonized to death, you know, that's just, it blows my mind. Yeah, okay, it was awesome. number three. <laughs> um, basically, I don't even know what this word is. Parthen Parthenogenesis. Parthenogenesis. Yeah. So uh, there was no mother for Anakin. They're saying that was a plot hole, and their their comment to that is "come the fuck on." I like that because it's not explained. It's kind of a wishy washy. Like there had to have been some type of birth. What do you What do you care just- about? Like, I just thought of a whole new like way to combat when people come at me with religion. I'm just going to be like, it's a loophole. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Everything's a loophole, honestly. She was a virgin? Yeah, yeah, she was a virgin loophole. That doesn't add up. Doesn't <laughs> add up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, I don't think that's a loophole in Star Wars. Maybe in religion, but not in Star Wars. There's certain it- things that like aren't a plot hole. It's just it should be a little more mysterious and that's okay. Not everything has to be explained to the T. I think that's what older fans were pissed about midichlorians about. was like the force should have been a little more mysterious and the fact that Lucas explained it with a more scientific way kind of bugged them. I like the midichlorian thing, but you know, some things, for example, Shmi and uh, 
where she got impregnated. Like, it's okay that we don't know exactly what happened. That's why Anakin himself is so strong and so mysterious. But it's weird. And I know we've talked about like kind of debunking midichlorians where maybe the Jedi were measuring the force incorrectly or improperly. Like it, like midichlorians were an after effect of what the force actually is or does or they're, they're, they're probing the wrong anus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think, I think I know what you're saying. I, I have yeah. a good, I have a good I, analogy for midichlorians <laughs> after you're done. Well, I'm never going to be done. So hold the fuck on. <laughs> Episode 170. You can talk about in, your <laughs> in 170. We'll have you back on to complete everything. I, uh, I think a more accurate description of the force actually came from Luke in The Last Jedi. Like you can it's not about beings inside of you. It's not about gut health. It's about just the light and the dark. Victorians live in your gut. <laughs> but but it's it's how he explains it to to Ray. Imagine drinking a kombucha in a Star Wars game yeah. and like your <laughs> force goes that. up. Your, your probiotic uh, midichlorians boosted. <laughs> Sorry, please continue with your serious discussion. I uh, It's like beers with IMUs, International Midichlorian Units. And it's just like you drink. Can't handle that many. I don't like too many. Now we you know get, what labels to put on our beer when we have a brewery in the, in the IMUs. future. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I like how he explains the force and how to interact with it to Ray. Yeah. Where it's it's like the spot in between. There's an energy between life and death. Something right in the middle that it's there's tension. There's energy between she and she says light and dark, and they go on to that contrast thing. And he's like, but there's something in between, and that's the force. He didn't talk about levels, sim- symbiotic, yeah, microscopic things. Yeah. I really think. And this is just the, the fandom in me. I just think the Jedi were so into themselves in the prequels and so over their heads that they thought what they knew was, that was truth, that's fact. And mm-hmm. then after everything kind of breaks down, I, I really think their their measurement of the Force was incorrect. Yeah. Well, that even, think- though, even though Qui-Gon is the living Force motherfucker, I think he still came from those teachings. I think he, yeah. he had a limited scope of what the Force is and what could be. Yeah. Well, if you have an organization like that that is kind of controlling things and the Sith haven't made themselves known in a thousand years and you're gradually building this organization up and recruiting new people and growing and getting bigger and bigger and you're now the police of the universe, essentially. Like, as that organization grows, there's no huge conflicts. Like, the light side is so overpowering. The Sith are kind of in hiding for a a long time. Like, what else is there to do other than continually dissecting the force and what is the force and more research and let's make up these units called midichlorians that help us level things and identify potential force users so we can recruit more Jedi across the galaxy. Like, I feel like it makes 100% sense that they would start to do that and dissect things more and more as they, as the order grows. I do actually, so it's almost like the, the description of the force changes with each trilogy like mm-hmm. first, it was like very mystical, living things. That's all they said. And then you get back to a very technical, very detail-oriented prequels, and then they have a description of how it works and where where it's from. And now we're getting back into kind of a... Yes, Jacob. <laughs> no you. one that's listening knows what's happening. Continue. <laughs> Go ahead. Please. Uh, um, Speak. 
so I always saw it as like I feel like the prequels are a lot about pointing out like the flaws, like we've talked about it before, like the flaws of the Jedi Order. And midichlorians are like something very tangible, like something you can count or like something you can look for. Whereas like the original trilogy and now I think the sequel trilogy is more like a feeler, like kumbaya, like this is out there. Um, but there's, I feel like so many people, like there's a lot of different definitions of midichlorians and the like analogy or like metaphor that I've like started to explain to like my friends who hate it is it's like, imagine like trying to measure how bright a light is by like how many bugs are around it. Like if there's, if bugs are attracted to a light and you can't see the light, but you can see the bugs. If you can count all the bugs that are attracted to that light, then you can tell how bright the light is, which is like, I feel like how they explained it or how it was supposed to, or should have been explained as like midichlorians. So like the midichlorians isn't directly connected to how strong the force is with someone. It's just like, if you're strong with the force, then more midichlorians will tend to be like around you. So they didn't know how to measure the light. All they could really tell was the bugs. An effect of, of the force. Yeah. Like, so like if that. there are a lot of midichlorians, then by like translation, you assume that they're being attracted because the force is so strong. Correlation, yeah, not which, causation. Which then yeah. explains how in a lot of like legends or like EU books, you see that like a planet or like a place is strong with the force or is like a fulcrum for the force. Then if you can measure midichlorians, then you could find out that way too. Like, oh, this place is like a hot spot of like something must have happened here or like the force, like Mortis, like that type of stuff. No, I completely understand. It's like even now in, in, in science, like... They they don't they find out black holes exist in certain areas because of the lack of gravity or the, like the extra gravity. They're not actually measuring a black hole; they're measuring how it is affecting everything. I understand. I felt the yeah, floor like, in laughter. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like super into physical comedy. It's like uh, somebody broke into your house. It's like one of those Twitch fucking break-ins, and you like were sprinting yeah. across the room. You just drove uh, out of screen, and you, you uh, gave you such like a, a calm, nice explanation. It's like, yeah, I just think midichlorians are like. They just didn't have a better way. <laughs> <laughs> or like how they tell uh, where they think that how big planets are based on like when they block out the light of a sun. Like by deduction, you can tell that like, oh, this mass, like it's that type, like, which I think is what Lucas was going for. It's the best they can do for right now. I think he missed on the delivery. Uh, number four. <laughs> the, droids have a hierarchy, the, the droids have a hierarchy system. Like, why do they need corporates, corporals and lieutenants and all that? Shouldn't it just be, like, a system, like a, a, a DLC they upload? Now they do this now instead of uh, another droid coming in to tell them what to do? Well, that probably is what your, it is. Like, the commanders your, have yeah. an extra fucking algorithm or whatever that makes them be able to command. But why don't yeah. they all just have that? Or, like, you got to be expensive. Well, also then, like, why would they follow orders if they think that they're also valid to make orders? Like, that's one of the things, like, one of the things in, like, military is that, like, the reason that people are higher up is because people then view that as, like, a respect level, so they'll follow them. Like, they talk yeah, about it. the, the droids throttle. don't need anything to follow. You can just tell them to go. No, because then the droids will be like, oh, I could tell myself to go. If they, they could, all they have could... the same, 
They don't have a have a physical droid to follow. They can just follow a command. They don't have feelings or emotions, and uh, and even an understanding of hierarchy. Like I think what you're you saying, download that like instead of having a commander droid on the battlefield, it could just be one of the Neomodians up in the ship that just says, "Okay, a this battalion goes yeah. here." Yeah, yeah. I think they proved why the central server doesn't work, though. Episode one sucks. Okay, um, <laughs> number five. <laughs> number five. We actually, they're, so they're going uh, by episode. So this is actually getting into episode two. It says Padme instinctively knows where Anakin is somehow. It is never revealed that Padme has any connection to the Force nor a geological, any geological abilities. In this film, her ship is shot down while chasing Dooku's. Anakin carries on. Follow, oh, yeah. So when she falls in the sand, let her go, let her go. She ends up like at the hangar where they end up. How you does mean she that tall ass building in the middle of the desert? Also, no. the other LAT dropped them off. I I would assume that that clone that she fell with would know where the other ship went. Also, Why? it's a tall how, ass. How are they going to How are they going to know where Duca went though? Because it's a flat desert with a tall spire. Also, the other LAT <laughs> dropped them off. Like they. They know where all their fucking ships and units are. Yeah, I, That's how I, they would, coordinate I would put the battle. it as a, a military thing where, yeah. yeah. They dropped them off think. and then the military knew where they were. And then, it, yeah, another... I hate, I actually hate Weiss's description of this. <laughs> it's a, a <laughs> desert and then there's this really tall building and then they just go towards that. How tall? Is it this tall? <laughs> <laughs> Approximately how many? Is how it, many? Yeah. How many Shinobi said, and it was a tall ass building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Based on last direction observed, and um, it was a tall ass building. I feel it. So this is this is all kind of interesting. It's a it's a little out there compared to the last shits that I read. Number six, existing canon suggests Leia knew her mother because in episode six, she recalls her mother being beautiful, kind, and all that shit. But I think those are more feelings rather than just actual descriptions. I forget. They talked about it in something. Um, it might have... I don't know if it was Bloodlines or Legends of Luke Skywalker, but one of those books, they talked about it and they explained it as being these like force memories, kind of, that she's able to remember like the... Um, like the, the feeling of something. And so it kind of like, you know, like the mind fills in the blanks. And like she or remembered like kind of like the spirit of her mother. So... It could be, yeah, something along those lines where in, in a, like a traumatic event, the force, something happens in the force and even if you're a fucking child, you can kind of recall that to a certain degree. Is it ever... I feel like she could also be talking about her... I don't know. Because I don't know if we... Did we know that she was adopted by that point? Or like, did she know she was adopted by that point? Well, shit... Well, I, it, it would have to be a given because if he, if Luke says you're my sister, one of them has to be after. adopted. Yeah, but he said that first. He asks her first if she remembers her mother, and then he tells her. So I do feel like there's a plot hole there somewhere. So if I don't, she's either talking about Bale's wife, who she has thought is her mother the whole time, or she's already aware that they're not her actual parents. Well, that would that would be what they're suggesting though is because she obviously remembers her own mother the one she grew up with do we know so how why would, she, why would she be referring to her own mom who's still alive 
Do we know? It's almost if, like there's like 30 years between the movies or something. But do we know if Bale's wife had ended up passing away or something? Like maybe Bale's wife also died when Leia was like three. As far as we know, she's been alive up until the destruction of Alderaan, I think. So that okay. would suggest that Leia knew from day one that she was adopted. I don't know about day one. I feel, I, th- I think, I can't remember if they mentioned it in Bloodlines, but I feel like she had known or had a feeling that that wasn't her like real parents. I'm curious. Like, they, had, what they had that talk when she, she was 12 years old. Leia, come here. Come you're, you're, you're fucking adopted. You're a Jedi. You're half Jedi. Tell you about the birds and the bees, and also we bought you on Coruscant. <laughs> so also we purchased you, bitch ass. <laughs> Weren't so, they okay? I always forget that they were on some like random like, Polis Massa, huh? Polis Massa, the asteroid. Is that where they were? When yeah. they when like, they were born? Why? Yeah. Why? Because they that's their closest medical facility. Left Mustafar, and she was like on the verge of death. They had to take her somewhere. Her will was losing it. With those little like uh, portal droids, I love those fucking Polis Massa droids. See, the, I the only reason I knew it's definitely Polis Massa is because that's a Battlefront Two map. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm curious that's what one. she actually says here. Yeah. Do you remember your mother? Your real mother? So, yeah, her re- your real mother. She died when I was very young. What do you? What if she didn't know, and that's how she found out? Just images, really, feelings. Oh, feelings. You were literally 30 seconds she old when she died. <laughs> I, I guess I understand that like that's the plot hole. But they do kind of make it clear there when they're talking that like she knows all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, she knows all along that she's adopted. But it's interesting in what uh, me and Jacob were discussing. Good old Jake. Uh, was kind of and maybe I just threw it out there that it, it, it's like a traumatic event. I feel like the the force has the power to like implant things into beings. And that's what she was recalling there was like she she didn't know how or why she was recalling these feelings and, and me- memories and pictures. But it was there because it was such a traumatic event. I mean, she could have had dreams as a kid about her about Padme or something and not been able to understand why she was having the dreams because she was so young. I wonder if there was any negative birth effects from the mother being choked by the father at that close to pregnant to birth, you know. I wonder if uh, Leia's into Stop. that. Nope. Uh, auto. Kick me down the stairs. He didn't know. A freak. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Throw back right. to um, our fanboy commentary. Go watch that shit for episode three. <laughs> All right. Number seven here. Uh, in A New Hope, Vader has no idea about his children. That actually, so that oh, has always kind of bothered me. I've kind of just skimmed over it, but the fact that he doesn't know Luke and Leia, even after that he meets, well, Luke blows up the Death Star. I want to hear Weiss's uh, Buddhist filmmaker perspective on this. But I also think... They, they, he wasn't supposed to be their their father until you know, obviously it was the big drop in episode five. So, like from an original story pers- perspective, obviously no. But if you look at episode three forward, you would think that just Palpatine saying, "Oh yeah, you killed her before your kids were born." Like I feel like he wouldn't take that at face value. He should be able to feel that they were born. Oh yeah, well not even that. But think how how often Vader and Leia are standing in the same fucking room having a conversation and he can't feel like 
oh, you you're you're also O positive. Like this is this kind of weird. I guess like, it's like he, he was so immersed in the dark side that he like cut himself off from all of his old feelings. Yeah. I mean, you see that a little well, bit in that comic Anakin. when he's trying to bleed that crystal. He sees those visions. He's just like, no, fuck it. This, I'm, I'm him here now. I'm a mechanical beast. This is what I am. Well, Anakin's dead to him. Like, they. this mm-hmm. is one thing that Thrawn Alliances does really well. Thrawn keeps picking at Vader and keeps bringing up Anakin. Because, like, Thrawn has an inkling. Like, Thrawn and Anakin have met before. Mm-hmm. And Thrawn's met Padme before. So, the, he keeps picking at Vader. And Vader keeps saying, Anakin Skywalker is dead. And Thrawn keeps saying, so I've heard. And it's like pissing off Vader. And every Thrawn's time it comes up to cunt. Vader, it's like this other memory that comes with it. And so he keeps trying to like flush it away. So like the way I see it is that to Vader, Anakin's dead. Padme's dead. And the children that they never had are dead. Mm-hmm. And so that's even think that his children might be out there is going to go against who he is as Vader. And Palpatine will sense that because we see that in the comic, the new comic, that every time Vader thinks about Padme or thinks about Anakin, Palpatine knows Mm -hmm. and he's on him. And he's like, are you thinking about what you could have been? Like, are you questioning this? Like, is your loyalty with me? And we see in like Lords of the Sith and like all those things that every time Vader gets like tempted by that, Palpatine knows and checks him for it. So like Vader's like a dog. He's been like trained. Don't do that. Don't think about it. Don't consider it. Don't question what if or possibly. And I think that he can't tell until they know who they are. Like Luke doesn't know who he is. Leia doesn't know who she really is. And I don't think it's till the point where the two of them realize who they are. Then Vader suddenly senses it. And Palpatine's the one that has to tell him which makes me think Palpatine has known all along. That ties in a little bit like how Obi-Wan is on hiding. Like you think yeah. we think that Anakin spent his whole life with Obi-Wan, he'd be able to sense him, but Obi-Wan is such a low profile, low, wow, low profile right now that like he's not putting that out into the Force vibes, I guess you would say. Well, also, it's just since Vader, since episode 3, there were no children. They're dead. There was no so, Qui-Gon. So like in episode 4, he doesn't even know to look for a child, let alone like that. That's the simple reaction to that, regardless of his memories or Anakin or anything. His children died. So there's no reason to look for him or even like try to sense that anymore. Right. It's cut off. It's done. It's over with. So I'm done with that. Uh, there's, there's, <laughs> one, there's one thing you can nitpick. And that's if Vader comes across Obi-Wan and there's a force sensitive boy with him, maybe he should know. Also, which leads into this next one, Luke keeps his dad's name. His last name is fucking Skywalker. Vader should have been like, wait, what's well, I don't his think they ever knew his name. Yeah, I don't think they... How would they know his name? He was just some kid from Tatooine. Like, they didn't even know he's from yeah. Tatooine. No, no, just why in general does Luke keep his Skywalker name and is not like Luke Lars or something? Um, like, you'd I, think with how much Owen talks shit about Anakin, like, doesn't want Luke to fall after his father. Like, he would have just named him... He all memories, yeah. would have just named him Lars, yeah. All links to that. No, I, I think that might be... I mean, and I wouldn't even call any of these really big plot holes, but that is something like... I don't well, know. Well, I guess it's... Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's obviously just for... Number six! Actually, number nine. Number nine! Uh, the Imperials should have shot down the droids' escape pod right at the beginning. That's 
That's a very obvious one. The only that's, re- a, fam- that's a Family Guy bit. That's yeah. just like a what's their protocol? To shoot, actually, they didn't want to do the paperwork. Yeah, what's the protocol? There's no life forms. No, Fuck it. That's that's actually they didn't want to do the paperwork. That was the moment I stopped reading this from a certain a point one. of view. This is a big one, and I've brought this up, and we've <laughs> we've talked about it. Obi Wan doesn't recognize R two D two. Yeah, that's stupid. There's some things that are just 1977, but that's just stupid, dude. You yeah, from straight a- up the entire Clone Wars banked on R2-D2 to save your and Anakin's ass. <laughs> For real. And you have no fucking clue who this dude is? R2 is the real when savior. Did, when did he ever say that he didn't recognize him? I don't ever remember owning a droid. Yeah, you can exactly. get around it that way. Okay, well, thank you for your Zen Buddhism filmmaking perspective, skateboarding ass, but seriously, like he should have at least been like, oh, I remember this blue and white dome. He saved my ass 47 <laughs> times. Also, Anakin or Vader... Never sees three PO. Never actually, yeah, like never actually sees him. Yeah, but then again, even if it wouldn't matter if he did, because that's just what protocol droids look like. If he doesn't remember his own fucking kids, he's not gonna remember C three PO that he built when he was seven. I feel like that that would be the spark because he would actually realize that C three PO could still be around. What's the one word that's off limits? Spark didn't spark. Don't say it. A moon. Don't make me go through the podcast and censor it all out. (laughs) Just bleep it. (laughs) I don't don't have that kind of time. Um, Number 10. Episode five, The Empire Strikes Back. Luke gets past the, quote, blockade on Hoth without a hitch. There is no blockade. I thought that was, yeah. It was (laughs) one thing gets shot, I think. That's it. The first transport is away. The first transport is away. (laughs) <laughs> if anything, that's that's the, that's the plot hole. Two fighters against us. Hardest dryer. Half of us just lived. <laughs> Three people didn't die. Three people. Uh, also in episode five, Darth Vader only disables the Falcon's hyperdrive, not whole engine. What? In Cloud City, the Millennium Falcon's hyperdrive is disabled by Darth Vader's men, but that doesn't prevent them escaping, why not damage the engines beyond repair? Yeah, I think that because they secretly have him, have Lando's men, like, disable the hyperdrive, but if they're going to do that, why not just shut the entire ship down? Yeah, and just, why don't they put that fucking boot that they put it on in Solo? Where well, obviously, can't fly with that? obviously, Empire Strikes Back is terrible because they didn't do that. <laughs> well, now that Jacob Boyce fell asleep, let's continue on here. <laughs> Episode, it's uh, only eight o'clock there. You better uh, grab another beer. You better bootstrap and bill. I went and grabbed another one actually. Uh, the torture droid scene, Job of the Hut, has a droid torture chamber. Yeah, that's the one where he's we've always burning. Yeah, that's yeah. that is honestly demonstrably <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, let's see, number fifteen. Luke uses a skull to push a button instead of just using the force. That I love. I that. hate that. I, no, I love to hate it because, yeah, it's so that's, bad. Well, because that's the one where, like, six is the one where people are like, yeah, Luke, he's finally a Jedi. Like, he knows yeah. what he's doing. I was like, dude is spinning around on a goddamn dirt floor and throwing <laughs> rocks at the wall. Like, that is not the sign of a Jedi master. You know, I actually didn't realize. Jedi yeah, I thought it was a rock. They're, they're claiming that it was a skull that he threw. Oh, I didn't realize that either. Wow. Either I way, it was fucking rocks. terrible. 
Yes, yeah, my rain course. Yeah, we're talking uh, about Luke like chucking things at the wall instead of using the force to open a button. To open a to button. Open. <laughs> <laughs> to push a button to open something. Or wouldn't uh, just force choke the rain car. He just force choked two Gamorrean guards. Yeah, you would think you would have a little you know more. How thick that throat is. Doesn't matter when you have the I force. <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Size Jedi Master. Number 16, Luke asks Han if he can reach his lightsaber instead of just using the force. <laughs> Han, can you reach my lightsaber? I hate him. Why don't you just use the force <laughs> to activate the lightsaber and cut the rope? That's very I hate so Luke true. Skywalker so much. Uh, yeah, the Ewoks. Puppeteering dead bodies. <sighs> the Ewoks have a dress in Leia's size and they give it to her immediately. No one knows why. This they is so it. weird. They're, and they do her hair. They do. They mm. dress her up and they do her hair and everything. Did you guys know that they made uh, therapy Ewoks? Like, you know, there's like therapy dogs. There were therapy Ewoks for after the war that Ewoks would go and like hang out with soldiers to like make them feel better. What? what the fuck book is that? And then I'm going to buy and then burn and never read. Probably Aftermath. <laughs> <laughs> Man, some of these are just... Uh, being hate troll number four, the In the Force Awakens, Poe Dameron inexplicably yep, survives. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what did Jacob say? He's more hammered than saying, I've ever been. I was saying, yeah, it was Aftermath where they made the uh, Ewok therapy. Go ahead, Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron survives the crash landing on Jakku and magically returns to the resistance. That's because he originally was supposed to die. Was he supposed to die right then and there? I think so. I would imagine yeah. so, yeah. And and then they realized it was Oscar Isaac and they were like, well, we got to keep this guy. He could play the guitar. How, how does he get back? They don't he explain just kind of it. He shows up. Yeah, they don't explain it. I always thought, like, originally when I saw that, that when Ray looks out in the distance and she just sees a ship uh, flying away, I always thought that was like a resistance ship that had picked Poe up, but I think that happens before they crash land. So that's that's out of the question. So, like I said, some of these Force Awakens ones are just being hater, hater raid. Han has never used Chewie's bowcaster, despite spending the majority of their adult lives together. Han and Chewie have never swapped weapons until this film. Yeah, it's just a fun little thing. Yeah, that's dumb. Uh, Maz Kanata is indefinitely wise, but doesn't know notice two spies. That's fucking dumb too. Yeah, some of these are really it's a cantina. <laughs> They're probably all spies. Hater raid. Uh, Ray learns to use the force just like that. Haterade. Ray understands Wookiee language. Haterade. Uh, R2D2 and C3PO know each other in Rogue One. What? They've met each other in the prequels. The whole prequels. <laughs> well, C3PO's memory is white, but they're they're together on Tana 4, which is literally like 15 minutes after they are together on in Rogue oh One. God. Like they're getting put on the same ship. Of course, they're standing together. Wait, so, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Let's walk back. Let's walk back through. And he doesn't say so, that he knows him. All he says is, scary. That's all he fucking says. Also, they're both under the, they're both under uh, bail. So it makes sense yeah. that they're together. Yeah. God. They don't even, yeah, I, I'm still with Cody, but they don't even say that they know each other. It's just scary. They and just have to like, hey, standing old, together. Hey, yeah. old pal that I've known for 40 years. Yeah. How's it going? Hey, remember when we uh, fucked people up on Tatooine together? Remember when you saw my dick on Tatooine? <laughs> remember when I didn't have a dick and then my nine-year-old master had to build me a dick? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, to take like a little Christmas light. <laughs> uh, number 25, think, Leia, an think, important diplomat, think. is at the last ditch of... This is so poorly written. The fuck are you even getting at next? That's the last one. I'm done with it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Getting, Thank I was getting God. gradually more triggered as we went through that. Yeah, if I hear one more person talk about Ray's Mary Sue force powers, I'm like... She's literally tricked one stormtrooper and lifted rocks. Meanwhile, That's... Luke Skywalker murdered a million troopers <laughs> with no targeting computer and has never flown an X-Wing before, knows how to fly in formation, listen to squad commands, doesn't get shot down while everybody else who's a trained rebel soldier does get shot down. Dude, he if is I got... like an automatic military genius. Yeah. If I for got no reason. X-wing, yeah, if I got an X-Wing for the first time, I wouldn't even know how to turn the targeting computer off. Yeah. How how do you know that? Your Skyhopper didn't teach you that. Like, I'm not Every, such a bad uh, pilot I think myself. pretty much everyone's a Mary Sue. It's <laughs> Star Wars. Yeah. Everybody can do anything. Everybody does all of it. Unless you're a girl, then you're not allowed to. I knew that. There's rules. <laughs> Shinobi's still talking about Vitiate. Michigan <laughs> <laughs> is the first he's the original Mary Sue no That's doubt what he said. oh Revan long loved character forever best thing in Star Wars yeah well he was just controlled by this guy yeah I didn't see how he learned everything he knows so Mary Sue so funny do you have any more lists of bullshit because that was kind yes. of fun so as I much as I hated this up. it the solo film did badly because the last Jedi sucked no no it did badly because it came out with Deadpool 2 and Infinity War and had a double budget. It's saying The Last Shot was a historically bad film. Oh, this is actually something Zale that put uh, put in our notes. Let me pull this up real quick. I think I just did a spit take. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> um, once, okay. Once people had seen it, they couldn't exactly get their money back. People, oh, my God. Here's Here's your cringe for the night. Well, we've had like eight cringes, but whatever. The change.org petition to remove The Last Jedi from canon has reached 110,000 signatures. The okay. goal is 150,000. When's the goal? The goal is Well, because you can set it on change.org. You can like, the petition is this. If we get X amount, we're going to send it to this person. So, like, if they get 150,000, they send it to Kathleen and she says, Hey, fuck, fuck off. off. Well, no. Her assistant <laughs> throws it in the trash and she never sees it. And then then what happens? Like, good job, guys. I just think it's fun. Like, Ryan Johnson upset, wants to see it. If you're that upset and you have that much motivation to like start a petition and rally people to your cause, like, why aren't you starting a business or like doing something that actually values your time? Why aren't you making, why aren't you making stories? Like, yeah. if you want to make a story that bad, go make a story. That's my only complaint. It's like, if you think Ryan Johnson is a terrible director for some reason, even though he's not, and you want to remake The Last Jedi, why not instead like just make your own film, make your own story, make your own book, make your own TV series? Also, that's just bullshit. To say that someone's a bad director because they made one movie you didn't like from someone who's like proven himself repeatedly as a storyteller and a director, stylistically and narratively, like I'm a huge fan of his work. 
And I think that's absolute bullshit to like criticize someone because they made a very specific movie that you didn't like. Yeah. The only real complaint, like you can complain about elements of the star Wars universe that you maybe didn't like, but there's no way that you can say that movie was a bad movie. Like you can't legitimately watch that and say it was a bad film. That doesn't that doesn't happen. That's not how that works. No, there's there's yeah YouTube. yeah you can why it's why it's cinematically a terrible film, which is bullshit. But people will make connections to things that they want to prove that don't exist. Well, that's what I mean. I guess you could yeah. tie stuff together, but it's not legitimate. That's just you know you'll be able to I'll, fucking string things along. Yeah, I'll say the testament to how talented he is as a director and a storyteller is how seamless first ever flashback scene in a Star Wars movie was. And the fact that he got away with it twice without ever like being over the head like this is a flashback. Three times. Well, the third time it was like referenced. But the first two times it was like out of nowhere. And then the third time it was like very obvious it was coming. But I mean like twice he got away with it where it like seamlessly worked perfectly. This is uh... (sighs) Oh my god. Let's hear it. In The Force Awakens, we only saw Snoke projected on a giant scale, and a popular fan theory arose that he was actually teeny. In The Last Jedi, though, we find out he's just a normal-sized, bad CGI-looking video game guy who hangs out in a beautiful throne room. Um, First of all, he's like nine feet tall. Second of all, he looks stunningly great, just like K2 and Tarkin did. So shut the fuck up and die. Also, he was a badass. He was in over his head. And I think that's... People are, are... I think the big issue is they want a bad guy to be all-powerful, all-knowing, dot-com, slash, I know I'm right. Like, it's not how it works. Instead of, yeah, instead of having character flaws, having human flaws in, in your characters, like... You know what I'm surprised? Continue, actually, continue before I finish. I just... It, it, it makes... One, it makes Kylo look better, smarter, and more badass. Yep. So why are you worried about Snoke, whether he died or not, or did any of this? It's it, You knew from the beginning it wasn't going to be about Snoke. So why get all up in arms about it? Right, right. You know what I'm yes, surprised Jacob. about? Is Jacob goes like, no, first. No, he had his hand up. No, no. All right, go ahead. This guy up here. Yeah, you up there. Okay. Yeah. You're, you look different over on the screen, just by the way. You're pointing to nothing. Wait, point, point this way. Hey. Wait, well, up here. <laughs> now we got to do the Jacob. Brady Bunch thing. I've heard people complain about Snoke dying. I haven't heard people complain about Snoke being just like the Emperor in Episode Six. I find that interesting. See, isn't isn't Episode Six the first time we actually see the Emperor's face on screen? We, we don't actually because, see him physically. Yes. Yeah. And then by the end of the movie, he's gone, dude. So like, I would I would way more expect people to complain that. Snoke is just like a ripoff of Palpatine rather than, oh, why did Snoke go out so early like a bitch? Blah, blah, blah. I just find that interesting that no one's... I, don't, I haven't heard anybody complain about that kind of stuff. So, Jacob. Jacob, Mr. Jacob, Jake. Uh, remember uh, episodes four, five, and six? No, I, mm-hmm. I don't watch those because they were too old. I don't like them. Remember that guy, Vader, who was like the most badass of badass, like the big bad guy? No. Yeah, I vaguely, vaguely remember him. Why? And then remember how we found out that like, oh, he actually serves a master and like now that guy's the most badass badass? Yeah. How did that guy die? He got chucked. How did Vader die? 
Uh, he, he suffocated. Lost the will, <laughs> lost, lost the will to live. He lost, lost the, will, the to breathe. will to live. He lost the will to breathe. And people want to complain about Snoke. Being double-crossed by his apprentice, being cut in half. Dude, so that is sweet. so much more badass, being double-crossed. Emperor that is responsible for episodes one through six, all the shenanigans. Gets all tossed the down a chute without a C. Tossed down a chute. Or w- without <gasps> an S. <laughs> and Vader dies by doing that. By lifting. I haven't done squats. I haven't done anything. He, he power lifted the Emperor and threw, died. Threw his back out. Like, it was like, Luke, I can't take it anymore. How, okay. <laughs> how, did, uh, how did the most... How did what we are told is the most powerful Jedi, Yoda, how did he die? Uh, he eating out. beans. He fell asleep. <laughs> He's got how too many it? blankets on. The blankets are too heavy for his little body. I need more blankets Obi-Wan and less die? blankets. <laughs> how did Obi-Wan die? He disappeared. <laughs> he just... Like, no, fuck this shit. Now compare that. Compare all of those characters we grew to love and we feel so vehemently about. How did Luke die and how did Snoke die? Good point. An amazing, cinematic, beautiful, like story-driven ways that actually like on screen and like philosophically like drive to push characters and the story. Well, that to be fair, what- Luke, Luke and Obi-Wan died the same then. Eh. What do you mean, Ash? Eh? Shut the fuck up. You're the host. <laughs> I'm the host. <laughs> I'm the host. <laughs> How did no, they die? They died the same. They both disappeared. I mean, technically, no. they both disappeared, but Luke's was way more emotional and way more invested in what was actually happening. Obi Wan was like, put, "Oh, the hangar door there. open. Oh, Luke's over there. Okay." <laughs> it's like they both ran out of gas, like ran out of midichlorians. Yeah, Obi Wan ran, ran, ran out of gas because Obi-Wan he was old. ran out of gas getting out of the driveway. Yeah, <laughs> Luke yeah. ran out of gas doing a cross country sprint. Like that's the difference. Yeah. Hey, fair enough. I like it. I don't get uh, the worst one. Is, the worst one is definitely the emperor just being tossed. He just Dude. gets tossed. Would you it's look right, at this? Would it's right because he comes back. He comes back as a clone in the EU, and like that's the story we should have gone with. And then like he trains Luke because Luke ends up turning to the dark side, and that makes way more sense than what happened in the last. Have you Jedi. seen the EU uh, emperor body? Dude, he's <sighs> jacked. He's like a blonde-haired, jacked dude. How about Luke with Which two is inaccurate because he's redhead, so it's totally inaccurate. But whatever, it's EU, so it's holy. He had normal nipples, though. I think that's the funniest thing about all the Star Wars stuff, and especially the EU, is like everything that happened before 1998, we should keep. Anything that's 30 years old is definitely gold, no matter what. You can never come up with anything better if you tried. Dude, I saw I saw a post questioning if an excerpt from uh, Reven- uh, Return of the Jedi novelization was still considered canon. And people were in the comment section like, ever since Disney bought it out, I just refused to accept the new canon. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, everything else is still head canon to me. And I'm like, then what's the difference? Like, when I grew up reading Heir to the Empire, that was just like an option of maybe this is what happened. And I read it, and I liked it, and I moved on. Like, why? It's like, now it's so like, it has to be A or B. Yeah. Everything's black and white now. I'm trying to look up uh, an like an original rating for the last or Return of the Jedi. I like that mm. movie less and less. 
oh, they they tried to do a twist again. Three movies in a row where they did a twist. I don't know. I don't know. So far, Solo had forty-seven twists. Ooh, in a, in a, in a genuine cowboy like spaghetti western way. It was awesome. It was it was fantastic. I love that movie. I don't know what is this. What's me- love, Metascore? Han Solo. Is Metascore a uh, thing? Say. I don't know. That's legit. Yeah. It's um, legit. Metascore gave it a fifty-eight percent. That's not legit. <laughs> Wait, episode six? Yeah. Yeah, that's legit. Interesting. There's actually some. Wow, there's a zero rating. Fifty-six means mixed or average reviews. But here's let me read this. Uh, it's a March eighth, two thousand fifteen review. Probably one of the worst film ever made. I'm reading this right here. <laughs> I mean, the worst film to end to to the end of the series. The fuck is this guy doing? Even the Phantom Menace is better. The plot was terrible. I don't know why George Lucas written. Return of the Jedi, so awful. This guy doesn't know English yet. All right, next one. That sounds like current Reddit. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, this one kind of gets into a little bit. His guy gave it a 20%. There's hardly any point in discussing the direction of the picture like this, in which almost every shot has been predetermined by the requirements of the special effects. Yet director Marquand fluffs the two or three real opportunities he has, rendering the long delayed character climax with chilly indifference. God, this guy's... What is he talking about? I can see some of that. Like, the gold of episode six is most definitely the throne room. The last, like... You have to wait so long to get there, and it is kind of just CGI fluff. Like, what's Jabba's palace other than an exception to bring in 50 different species and characters and everything? It really can doesn't do add like anything. A, yeah, can we do like a storyline side by side of Return and The Last Jedi? Just like how much time was wasted on Canto Bite versus how much time was wasted with Ewoks and just like compare those and be like, oh, this one's Holy Grail, but this one's shit. Well, Jabba's Palace alone is way longer than Canto Bite, not to mention also the Ewok bullshit. Yeah, but Jabba's Palace is like Ocean's Eleven, so it's tight. No, it's not. Maybe. They torture droids in the basement. I do actually yeah, I've you, watched the despecialized for four and five. I haven't watched the despecialized for six yet. So oh I might my change my way mind. better. I might change my mind. Six? I think six and two are my lowest. Yeah, I think so. Actually, you worse, on our, actually it may be time to uh, do another ranking here on the Rogue uh, Squadron. You're saying six is your least favorite next to two? No. Six and two are like at the bottom. As that far was, as like watchability. That was yeah. ours as well. Yeah. The bottom of our list was six and two. I, I, was like I four, still six, think there two needs to be us. two lists. There's like the ones that you think are the best and the ones that you can like for watchability. Because I think those are two totally different lists. Best versus favorite. We've been arguing about that since episode one. Yeah, because obviously like episode <laughs> three is not the best, but I watch it more often because everything happens oh, in episode three. Good. I <laughs> fucking love episode three. Movie, it's, I know, but cinematically, it's a, it's a legitimate like that's true because there's a lot of well they were peaking oh obviously they peaked at that time it was the most recent thing ever created yeah there was a lot of stuff in that movie that i really liked and the cgi was on point for the time even if even for the time well it was like a contemporary contemporary action point in cinema too like people started to want more action in movies that like 
it made sense that revenge Dude, ended up that way. Grievous had four lightsabers. Nine out of ten, right there. That's perfect. I hated it as a kid. Did you really? Yeah, he was like, dude, that is fun. If I was five years old, I would have been like, dude, that guy's got four of them. I was 17 years old and I was like, oh my God. (laughs) How old was I? (laughs) Yeah, I was was 17. I was 16, actually. 16. I watched it twice. I watched it back to back the first night. I think we saw opening night twice. Yeah. I was mad too because, like, when we sat down to see the first viewing, I think we saw it at like, we saw it at like 1.30 and someone like the theater next, like the, the direct theater next to us was already watching it. And I could hear all the loud action from the theater next door. And I was like, <laughs> like I didn't want to hear anything. Like I didn't want to hear blasters. I didn't want to hear anything. Dude, episode nine is going to be a religious experience in the theaters. <laughs> if it's not, we're all going to, I'm no, I swear to God, like seven was fucking huge. Eight was an experience. Rogue One and Solo were great to watch, but I think nine is going to be like a goddamn mecca of anything that's ever you know, happened. I have, I, I have a feeling. What's your feeling? good feeling about this? Tell me about it. That regardless, the fact that they have JJ back, who set up this whole story, wasn't he a co-writer for every, all this too? He was producer mm-hmm. for eight and Executive writer for seven. Career, yeah. Dude, he's had his hands in all of it. So who better to end the thing than the one who began it? But also with all the upheaval and uproar with episode eight and it being different, mm-hmm. this could be the one that just wraps it all back in mm-hmm. and just makes makes episode eight better. Even even for the people that hated it, it'll make it better. Yeah, Man. that's the hope. He's co-writing this one with the guy that did uh, BVS also, which yeah. has me excited because I really like BVS. You know, I've Talked and talking mad love about that forever. Did you guys see the rumors about it possibly breaking into two movies? That's stupid. Oh, I don't like that. I mean, if it gives us another five hours of content, I don't know. I mean, if if, no, 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 zero percent, what they should do is just if they're going to continue it, just make an episode 10. Yeah. No, they won't break that that trilogy. Uh, that could be one of the be- best things they ever did because now they're not limited to now we have to make another shitty movie just to make three. Just do well, do what do what the art needs. The rumor is that they have almost everyone tagged on to be able to continue their story except for Kylo because they want from the rumors that they want to break away from the Skywalker trilogy like format. And since Kylo's technically the last Skywalker, that if he dies off in nine then they could continue on with like Ray Poe Finn or they could kill him off at nine. But that's not, that's not really like an episode nine, part one and two. That's just like setting up the next trilogy of 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Unless, unless something like, like I was discussing earlier where there's, there is like an overall evil that they have to face and Kylo dies in defending Ray or defending something like that. Then they have to go into like an episode 10 where it might actually be Ray Poe and Finn trying going after this overall evil. Big balls. I have a question. Shinobi, for you guys. Shinobi said that rumor was started by Mike Zero, so don't listen to it. Yeah, don't listen to him. No. I have a question for you guys. Yes. Would would you how would you feel if we got a major villain or like a major opposition that were extremely alien? Like not human at all. 
I think, or would that good? Personally, I would be hard as a rock because uh, yeah. that's exactly what I've always wanted. And no joke, I uh, I fucking love it. I that's that's a big missed opportunity with all the other ones. Like the fact that Mall wasn't was like holy fuck. That's yeah. so fucking cool. And then of that's course so- Dooku was again. So Maul's like our only one. That's what I love a lot about Snoke's too. Snoke is not a human, obviously. They never really talk about what he is. They don't really discuss he's, it, but he's obviously they, way yeah. bigger. Like he's eight feet tall. Like they say like near human. I'm just I think the thing with me is I worried about I worry about it becoming too like yeah, like Shinobi said, use on Vong. Like, I would not like that. Like, I, I don't want either. anything that's like overtly like Star Trek alien or mm-hmm. like somebody like that where they have like spikes. I mean, oh, like, oh, Maul, oh. but like, Maul is an established. Uh, what about Thrawn? Thrawn's okay, just blue. That's what I was going to. Chiss, oh my God. They've been building at this for so long. Like, the Chiss Ascendancy in the new Thrawn Alliances book, they talk about how the Chiss not only keep intense records of conflicts that they're in, but they watch other people's conflicts. So like Thrawn teams up with Anakin because he wants to learn about the Clone Wars. He wants to learn about the Separatists and what they're doing and how they're doing it. The Republic and what they're doing and how they're doing it. And then he joins with the Empire because there's a bigger threat in the unknown regions. So there's like this bigger thing. So the talk now after alliances is like, oh, are the Chiss interested because they want to ally? Or interested because they want to know their possible future enemy. So, like, I'd be totally down with that. I just don't want, like, an overtly, like, Doctor Who, Star Trek, like, reptilian, like, the very, like, stereotypical space, like, sci fi villain species. Like, I just, I think that could ruin some of the legitimacy of Star Wars. Wait. I'm I'm just assuming it would be like one dude and he just wouldn't be a human. That's all. I don't know. I think I think we're going to we have to see like a full like force, like a full like fleet. That would have to be a challenge or opposition. Or or what? That's just an alien that's running a bunch of more humans. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad you brought up Thrawn. So the rumor is that this guy is going to be Thrawn. We'll see. So Richard Grant is cast for episode nine. So people are obviously that's the first thing people say is like, yep, paint him blue. That's fucking Thrawn. No joke. <laughs> paint him blue. I like yeah. that you say that though. That's cool to hear some of those details about the the Chiss and how they fucking deal with their like long-term plans to, to get shit done. They also have a force sensitive youth that have precognition. I'm now you're pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm triggered. Let's get into it's, it. No, it's just like what I don't know what would be a true enemy if Red. something else was introduced. Like it ha- it has to come from within. It has to be maybe it's not an army, maybe it's like just the deterioration and everybody's lost control and it's like almost anarchy. No one's controlling all of these planets anymore. So now they're all just running fucking loose. I'm torn. I'm I'm really torn on wanting some like mysterious unknown regions Sith dark side thing that's pulling the strings behind the scenes versus like let's finally get down to the nitty-gritty of humans and different species and different planets like struggling against each other for like a set 
a set government or something like that. Like, I think getting no, down to the basics spirit. of that would be cool, but I also kind of want like Snoke to have this bigger play where maybe he was an apprentice of somebody that was even higher up or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm not torn between Mortis. It's all going to come back to Mortis. I really think uh, it could uh, come back to the Knights of Ren. They could play a big fucking part in this and where Kylo goes back to the Knights of Ren and they have different ideas than the First Order do. So he starts splitting off or something. Now there's three factions involved. Yeah. Well, if you think seven and eight have taken the, taken place over a week, maybe it it's logical that they haven't shown up in the movies because it's only been a few days. Well, I'm wondering, like, why why does Kylo need the First Order now? Luke Skywalker's dead, so he can go off and go back to the Knights of Ren. His knights, I guess. What what would you call them? Well, the first order was against the re the rebellion or the fuck. What do you call it? The Republic and the Resistance. Snoke was leading the shit, and he had his ulterior motives. But at the end of the day, like the army was against the Republic. Yeah, but why? Where does Kylo fit in with it? Because he was actually he wasn't really a part of killing the Resistance. He wanted that's, to kill the Jedi. That's why I'm so curious about Snoke. Like, why? What did Snoke do to pull the son of? the grandson of Anakin Skywalker away from Luke and training and everything. Well, apparently Luke and him, it's hinted that him and Luke have met before. Yeah, Ooh. that makes sense. So Snoke and Luke. And but, possibly the resistance is responsible for some of this, the scarring and everything that he has. Well, and the, the, there's gotta the reason, be some the reason, crazy The reason shit, Kylo though. stays with the resistance is probably because he knows his mother's still alive and his mother being that beacon of hope See, so yeah, I didn't say spark of hope. Speaking. Wait, spark. do you mean the? What do you? What do you mean the reason that Kylo stayed with the resistance instead of him like breaking off and doing his own thing with the Knights of Ren? He stayed with the you First the Order. First you order? mean? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Confused. I haven't had enough to drink. Um, I can tell. Oh, okay. Can you, Dick? Um, <laughs> you really think about drinking more beer than a shot? This is about stars. I haven't thought about thoughts in a while. <clears throat> no, I... Uh, I want to see I, him getting, like, turned away. Like, that's huge. That's pivotal. The last Skywalker. Yeah. And, like, Luke doesn't want to start a temple and is finally convinced to start a temple and, like, start training people. Like, he's kind of resistant to it. I want to see what goes down there and what Snoke does to pull dude, Kylo Ren away from that. There needs to be a Luke Skywalker animated series. Like, why... Don't they just give us a three-season Adventures of Luke Skywalker? Everything that takes place between Return and the like, The Force Awakens, or maybe even ending up with him finding Octo and just leaving that open. Yeah, but just like because that's one of the things. But the book, The Legends of Luke Skywalker, like they do a good job at setting up like what Luke could have done because they're all like legends. Like none of them are like confirmed. <clears throat> but him just out searching for stuff and coming across like weird places and like Jedi ruins or like maybe Luke visiting Jedha like as an animated series that'd be cool and they could still do like the childish like morality like hope driven stuff but still like developing Luke to where like he's helping people looking for stuff like questioning everything yeah like that would have been such a with with all the drama that came from The Last Jedi that would have been such a good move yeah yeah, well, I've heard people say like they want they want some Luke Skywalker content in uh, in Resistance when it comes out. 
But I'm just worried that such a big fucking storyline like Luke and his new Jedi Order that didn't happen, it can't be like Ahsoka popping into Rebels for a few episodes, you know? Like, yeah. I don't want them to try to write off some of Luke's storyline by just throwing him into as a few cameos and resistance. Like, it really needs to be its own thing. Yeah. that's. I think that the best way to explain everything that happened with Kylo is like an animated series. Yeah. Like, I think it would work so well. And like, dude, Mark Hamill would show up and voice act that in a heartbeat. 100%, yeah. And like yeah. having like a little kid Kylo running around causing trouble and Luke like having to deal with like, is this serious? Is this not? Like him talking with Han, him talking with Leia, like showing that, like making it more personal would just, it would do the same thing it does to the prequel. So it would add more to Kylo. Anakin 2.0, man. Yeah. Oh man, imagine like an Anakin and Snips relationship but with luke and kyle with luke and ben solo that'd be so awesome oh man i also want like a, a comic series of snoke i i know I'm, i keep I'm okay with that but like, i'm okay with that no bet. i'm not man i'm not i'm not pissed like i like that he's mysterious but at the end of the day i would really love some information about snoke i i like him being mysterious and just a big question mark they, they they took it took a whole trilogy to describe what the fuck a Palpatine was. What the fuck a Palpatine was? I don't know, man. Like I said, I I think the <clears throat> I think Luke trying to bring back an order and Kylo ruining it because of the influence of Snoke is way bigger than we're giving it credit for. So I think a Snoke trilogy of books. Or a comic series or something could explain that in more detail. I th- so the so yes. What's it? I I am struggling to think of something that would be like a final evil, even something that they might pull from some crazy little trade one federation. Word trade deal. federation. Guaranteed. New gun rays coming back. Oh Just wait, he's trade dead. disputes. New trade gun dispute. ray is a force ghost. That's what I want in episode nine. <laughs> That's what I'm, I was uh, I was saying like 15-ish minutes ago or something like I'm torn between wanting that bigger overall epic evil versus maybe it finally culminates in just the struggle with a few groups of people. And it can be on a more human level and something that's dude. a little more down to earth. Down can to, I down do to the if, universe. Can I do my uh, if I was writing it? Yeah. All right. And then I'm going to do mine. Tits everywhere. It starts off with tits. All right. So we start off with a scroll. And down the (laughs) scroll, there's just the words in yellow and tits in the back. (laughs) Instead of stars, it's boobs. (laughs) In Thrawn Alliances, they hint that Thrawn as a child may have been Force-sensitive. So like the Chiss... It's usually females, but the chiss can sometimes be born force sensitive and have precognition, which allows them to like travel throughout the unknown regions and then they grow out of it. So it's kind of hinted that Thrawn might have been force sensitive at some point. If I was writing it, obviously I'm biased because I like have read all the Thrawn stuff. There's the chiss have been out there. There's as far as we know, they're still out there. They watch everything, they practically know everything. Um, I would like to see something where their understanding of following the Jedi and the Sith 
if Thrawn or any of the other Chiss end up being force sensitive, that they've they're the ones that have come to understand that it's all about balance, like the light and the dark. And they swoop in while the first order and the resistance are having their fight, or after the first order fails or whatever, and they come in and they have a chance to like that's their chance to move. Because like as far as we know, they've been watching the Clone Wars. They're watching the Civil War. Like they're watching all this stuff just as far as we know, waiting till that right moment. And if this is that moment where they move in, I think that capping off nine with bringing the Skywalker saga to an end, I think there's also a chance to introduce a new threat. Like not having nine about the new threat, but introducing a new threat. So where nine finishes is like, we've come to this like finish of the first order versus the resistance. And even though like if the resistance ends victorious and like Ray is able to start a new uh, order or like Poe and the others move on to like start a new government, whatever it is. I think that nine has to end with the introduction of a new threat. I disagree. If, not, then, if they ever decide to move forward, if, like, if you think I it should end just like everyone holding hands. If I was directing it, this would be not only the end to this trilogy, it would be the end to all Star Wars films that we know. What I mean by that is, I mean, this is going to be... Like, I'm picturing this connection between Kylo and Rey being the downfall of everything uh, by people start questioning, like, Rey's motives because she's got this connection with this evil fuck and something's going to happen where the Resistance and the First Order are going to start crumbling from within and they're going to actually... It's going to end on the battlefield, I hope it has to, where they both kill each other almost... And there's like one individual or maybe like two people that get out of it. And we are left with just that. Where after all this culmination, all these murders and the empire and resistance and the rebellion, and it all comes crashing down to like just the simplest thing that's left. That's, it doesn't have to necessarily be like a pure... I don't know. Like there's just DJ left and he's like, maybe... <laughs> That'd be the best ending of nine ever. So is the war he's, finally he's over? Counting his, just like, he's counting his money in the background. Maybe. Told you. Yeah. What I say? Maybe. No, I think that would be. Do, 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 do I think, think that would over? be an awesome. That's that's what I, just, I would hope. I worry about if they're going to move forward after this. I worry about like when one of the big issues when we got Force Awakens was like, where did this threat come from? Like by the time we finished six, everything was good and we were celebrating. And now thirty-five years later. It's the same shit all over again. Yeah. So, like, I worry about them ending nine in such a good, happy place that if they ever do expand 20 years, 30 years, 50 years in the future for episode 10, then everyone's going to be like, oh, well, I thought we were done at episode nine and everything was good. So, like, I like the idea of them introducing this impending threat, even if it's not immediate. But I do think that they need to put something in there that, like, this could be an issue. I think something like, like having a Sith holocron somewhere, even though Rey started a new Jedi order, but there's a holocron hidden somewhere there, like something like that, like this, the root of evil. But the, the root of evil is internal. I don't think it has to be like another species coming out because like, think back to KOTOR, it was the Mandalorian Wars. The Mandalorians thought we should run this bitch. And Reverend said, uh, probably not. So, and then that was the conflict. Why Maybe. couldn't it just be a species thinking, 
dude, the humans have been fucking around and fucking everything up. Let's just take everything over. And then it just starts another conflict. Like it has to be a little more political than what's well, kind of what part than, of what Palpatine was doing. Than, well, yeah, but it was again still a failure. Yeah, and everybody was it was all strife and conflict. So I feel like some other people should just come wipe, try to wipe it. But uh, I think I would love to see something that isn't on such large terms. Like if you think about the thousand years where the Sith were in hiding and the Jedi were cool and the Republic was operating pretty good for a while, like. There was, there was guaranteed shit happening behind the scenes. Like there could be stories of the Jedi are dealing with this dispute on this planet or whatever, but it wasn't on a galactic scale where the entire fucking universe was at war with each other. Like if we end up at the end of nine going into episode 10, if they even make episode 10 and we're just back to like another giant galactic struggle, I feel like that would just be like rehashing shit over and over again. I think... Though, if you're going to simplify it to a smaller scale, that's what the standalone movies are for. True. And these, and these we trilogies can, are large scale, and, and that's what yeah. they are always have always been about. And episode nine could very well end trilogies. The, the large scale. Dude, I'd, I'd honestly be happy with that. Well, I shouldn't say trilogies, because obviously we already know Ryan Johnson's thing is a trilogy, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, I, I this, this, that, it's, it's <sighs> short-sighted to only portray what's happening in the universe as giant galactic scale civil war nonsense that's like affecting everybody. Well, after everybody's dead in my in my thing, after Kylo well, kills have, everyone. Every no, everybody will die and at the end it'll just be a forced projection of a child and that what that's who was controlling everything. Just like, yep, I understand. Just like Mass Black, Effect 3. I see what you're doing. So, I don't know. I think happening. that I think it'd be cool the to Chiss see something. The are the Reapers, like, and they come in and they just like fuck everything up. Oh wait, the Chiss are controlled you, by a child and then hologram. You put in the next disc, and you get to carry over your character. <laughs> <laughs> I think I like it'd be it. cool to have something where like something like Mortis, where it's like, what is Mortis? Shit, explain the shit from from Clone Wars, where it's like shit is hit the fan everywhere in the galaxy because of this one imbalance. So like you don't have to go fix everything in the galaxy. You just have to fix this one thing. And then that by chain reaction over time will fix everything else. Like that balance thing. Like everything we've seen so far, I feel like the prequels did a really good job with this. But like original trilogy and sequel trilogy has been about like defeat this enemy. We fix this thing. But that's not true because like OT, they defeat the enemy. And now in sequel trilogy, we're still facing the same evil technically. But like prequels does a good job about like, even though the Jedi are flawed, they think that by what they're doing, it will bring balance and it'll like even everything out. But there, the there is Wars, no end game. I feel like in, in there is no end game in the Jedi's point of view. In the, Oh, in no. The in the long term, no. It's just like momentary. It's like this like tangible like victory. You have to do this to keep balance because if you don't, yeah. it'll be tipped the other way and evil will... Yeah, it's just a constant struggle. There's no winning. That's why I'd like to see something that's like more spiritual along those lines where it's like, if our goal isn't technically victory or like defeating someone, it's about like restoring things, like bringing them back. And like whether that's like, kind of I guess like how Luke saves Vader, like that's the redeeming act that brings balance back for that time period. But like something like that where, I guess the reason I like Mortis is because in Clone Wars, it's something that they don't understand. They, It's like a maze that they don't know how to get out of. It's a problem they don't know how to solve. And in the Clone Wars, Anakin technically fails. 
like in Mortis, he falls to the dark side because he sees what he will become and he joins like the dark brother. And it's like the father and Obi-Wan showing up that's able to bring him back. And the father wipes his memory of everything he saw of Anakin's future. So it's like that type of stuff where I guess that's more of like the Lord of the Rings type of thing where it's like you're you're not necessarily fighting for victory. You're just fighting to push back evil. Like that's yeah, something I want to see. There's no end game. Like, yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, like, it's impossible just, to win as like, a Jedi. You're constantly just trying to push back that evil and stall it. Like just, Luke really busted the shit open by explaining how it's all about balance, the light mm-hmm. and the dark. So if you're talking about like movie and like story perspective from like a good guy's point of view, like you can only do so much on the good side before something has to come along to throw things out of balance again. So it's just going to be an endless stream of conflict and fights. You know, and- you know what's funny is if if Ray just at the beginning of episode nine just said, oh, Kylo's killing a bunch of people because the Jedi are still around. She stabs herself in the heart, killed herself. Now, Kylo, there's no reason for him to be pissed. That's the end. Kylo's just going to make up shit to be pissed about. This yeah. Computer's running slow. What he doesn't f- understand the balance. Yeah. <laughs> Motherfucking MS Dawson, my goddamn shit. Get out of here. There's a girl? <laughs> <laughs> what girl? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious where they take that. I think Luke really dropped some info about the Force that kind of changes things going forward, not to mention the Force powers that we've seen in Episode 8, but just the way that he finally explained it, where like... At, like the original trilogy was very esoteric and the prequel trilogy was very detail oriented. And then Luke finally in episode eight, like has an overall perspective of how the force is supposed to work. And even though he did come out of hiding to fix his past with Kylo and kind of help out the resistance, what he said really makes an impact on where we're going with star Wars and with the force and with the Jedi if- and the Sith and the dark side and light side and everything else. What if Kylo ends up doing like some straight up like samurai suicide shit for like his honor? What does that mean? You know, like, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it correctly. It's like seppuku or seppuku, like where the samurai would like take the sword if they like done anything dishonorable. And like Uh, Kylo realizes that his dark side is just like feeding into others. He's causing all the all the issues, so he's like, "I'll just take myself out." Yeah, I also want to like so bad. I want to see it finally get to the point where someone realizes that too many Jedi is imbalanced, too many Sith is imbalanced. Mm -hmm. Like it's about this like. Part of me, wouldn't you call it balance now? Part of me wants the Sith like to just be able to go (laughs) fuck off unknown regions. What if Kylo and and Ray just like make a fucking peace treaty? Yeah, and he's they like, shake I'm going to go research holocrons. You can fucking... It's like uh, Salisbury Hill plays in the background. They both just walk off in opposite <laughs> directions. <laughs> Kylo flies off in the unknown regions. She goes to Naboo and call it a fucking day. Yeah, that'd be great. I call, I call parlay. And then they just walk <laughs> up and shake hands and... And just fucking job. spin around a, a vortex for a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> if only that would happen. That'd be nice. Yeah, I just. Well, I guess the only reason it's imbalanced right now is technically there's more good guys because Leia, Leia's still alive. So we got Leia and uh, see that's unless you count the Knights of Ren and we don't know how many of them are force sensitive. Also, we're only counting people that we've seen on screen. Like who? This is a weird thing about the balance part is like Snoke is in the forefront and Kylo is in the forefront and Ray ends up in the forefront, but 
how many people are out there on the sidelines or in hiding or in the unknown regions that people don't even know about that are, I don't know, like someone like Maul that's just in the background, like running a crime syndicate and feeding off the dark side. Like, does that throw well, things well, out of how, balance too? Or is well, it only many like people, the main characters? How many people uh, lived through the attack on the new Jedi Order? Like, we're just assuming everybody died. But I am guarantee you, uh, depending on how large the, the class was, I mean, what are we talking, a class of 30? He said a dozen. What's the graduating class? Wait, really? He said a dozen? Yeah. yeah he said a dozen. Does that actually mean 12? Probably not. Or does he say he left with a dozen? A Jedi. I, dozen. I took a dozen Jedi. Or I took a dozen students or whatever. Yeah. A Jedi's so. dozen. I think that's 16. <laughs> and guarantee Kylo tried to start a mutiny. And he didn't. Some people were like, no, I believe in Master Skywalker. And they got fucking cut down. I believe a Jedi's dozen is only 15. Fuck you. And then they... <laughs> also, if Ray's vision was a flash forward, does it... in this movie that we'll see in the, rain, in the rain with her and Kylo killing one of them. That's a good point. I always forget about JJ's flashback. Yeah, you got to think. Forward. What if... What if uh, Flash forward, possibly. Yeah, flash what present. If, what, about mask, too. Huh? what if he goes back to the Knights of Ren and they start freaking out and they try to kill Ray and he actually starts defending Ray and he ends up trying to kill all the Knights of Ren. You just changed my entire perspective on everything right now. I'm allergic to your idea. Yeah, because they're tied. <laughs> I feel like... I'm allergic they, to canon. They might, they might end up... That that force connection might end up fucking with them a little more than you think. Just like Kreia, where like when she gets hurt, you feel it. So when, when Rey starts like feeling crazy or if she's affected or threatened... Ray or Kylo's gonna be like, oh shit, this is fucking with me too. I better defend her so I don't die. Fuck. They really just pushed that that the connection in, in eight really hard. Here's where I love the fact that Maul was a nobody as far as the script goes for solo. I think things can be happy accidents as far as the Star Wars timeline goes. Like they can plan certain things out well in advance and other things can kind of just stumble into place and be a happy accident. Like I wonder if maybe Ryan didn't have JJ's vision from um, Ray's forced vision from episode seven in mind at all, but there are just certain things that could conveniently just connect between episode eight and Ray's forced vision. And in nine, Ray could be wearing a hat like this, like Mopar has on right now. And as it slides off the back of her head, no, I just, I don't know. Like, Things could just randomly fall into place and just make perfect sense. There's so many things in that force vision that you look at, and you're just like, what does that mean? Is it an actual no. thing? Is it a real vision? Is it a flashback? Is it a flash forward? Flash forward? Or is it just not as, the lightsaber just, trying to get her fucking attention? Like, what is it? I just hope it's not as simple as like a bloodline. Or like she actually ends up meaning something all of a sudden. Well, the thing that trips know. me out is like she touches the lightsaber and gets the vision. And you think for a lot of the time that it's the lightsaber showing her where the lightsaber has been. Because you do see that whole scene on Bespin and everything where Luke was fighting Vader. Like, is it showing where the lightsaber has been or is going to go? Or is it not about the lightsaber at all? I don't Twice. know. It's both. I don't know. There's some stuff at the end of Rebels too that might end up hinting at the Knights of Ren also as far as a character that might be a part of it. I would just love to see them come into play and cause issue with the First Order or 
Hux and his grievances with Kylo just cause issue with like the command of the First Order. Oh man, I want to see Hux say some shit and then like one of the doors opens on a Star Destroyer and the Knights just walk in and Hux just like chokes on his words and they're all just standing behind Kylo. Oh man, that'd be so cool. It'd just be cool for... Because for the dark side, we've never seen an order. It's always two. We've always seen Palpatine and Dooku, Palpatine and Maul. This Palpatine is again gonna be the first time it's yeah. Like it'd be cool to see like a Jedi Council of motherfucking badass dark side assholes coming after people. <sighs> I wonder if there could just so be so many things they could do. Oh, I wonder if there could be a, a conflict between well maybe the first order is the conflict. Mm-hmm. Like Huck starts going fucking crazy because he's not getting the cocaine he needs. And it's going through withdrawal. He's trying to kill well, planets. Well, just like the Knights of Ren and the First Order are on uh, at odds and they start, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I feel like if you're going to put it off like eight years, that's some serious shit. And I don't know. There's a few things that have to tie up, but there's a lot that they could just, the door is wide open. They could kind of, he can kind of do whatever he wants for a lot of things. Hey, they're going to pull on history though. You got to think of what, what I'm sure they, I'm sure they have this entire thing already set in stone. Well, they started filming, so guaranteed they have it set in stone. Fuck. I'm thinking, what if they do like another super weapon, but it's not obviously not like a big round death ball, but I don't think they will. I think this one's going to be about personal conflict. I hope so. I think eight was kind of a bridge between like galaxy wide shit and personal conflict. It's going to be more like episode three, I think, where it's going to come down to a big duel. It's going to come down to a difference of opinion. I think it's going to be more personal. What if, uh, are we going to see any Sith eyes? That's because even for for how pissed off Kylo gets, he's he's still pretty. Like, what if Kylo, with Snoke out of the way, what if Kylo is like realizing what his grandfather was? And, you know, since. Basically, Ray turned him down at the end of eight. He's going to go all in, like Vader deciding to go all in on the dark side. And he goes and hunts down, like maybe he goes, you brought up Mustafar. Maybe he goes to Mustafar to see Vader's castle. Maybe he finds Sith holocrons and like finds a way to commit himself to be a Sith Lord and kind of reinstates the Sith order. But but there's no personal strife there. There would be, even if he like found shit out, like what's, what's the thing that's that burning emotion in him that I need to do this because it's for the better of. Well, what uh, is he, what is he finishing what Vader started? Like, what does that mean? Is he actually going to do it or what? What did Vader start? What does he start? Vader starts a lot. (laughs) Starts some shit. He starts some shit, but like Kyle, he says that as a cool line looking at his helmet, but he never really like, do we know what he's talking about in specific? See, see, that's why I think it's it's a good idea. JJ's wrapping it all up because he left a lot of loose ends in seven, and they, oh, yeah. a lot of them weren't even close to being answered or even mentioned in eight. Right. But like like we're talking about the Knights of Ren, man. Everything's and the vision. That vision's probably key. Also, are we just gonna sit here and like that that vision that Ray sees in Dark Side Asshole? Like, is that supposed to just be the? F- the fantasy fluff or does that actually have meaning behind it? Are we going to have that explained out? That's or something she that sees I still the don't 100% understand. Yeah. 
I think it was just like a specific moment where she's trying to find out where she came from. And I think it's just kind of saying it doesn't matter. Like you are you. All she can see is herself. That's that's all that matters. Well, yeah. And maybe she's looking for a past and all you can see is a present. This is all you see is what's in front of you. I think it's a it's a dichotomy too with like how Kylo is literally saying like I'll finish where you started and I think like he's saying that how Vader wanted to wipe out the Jedi and it's so much driven on the past and like revenge and like finishing what came before whereas like Rey now is being faced with like I have to deal with what's in front of me right now doesn't matter where I came from doesn't matter who my parents are like I have an issue in front of me that like I need to solve and I need to take care of those that are around me drop all your baggage How uh, strong do you think Ray's going to be? If they, let's say there's a, like an eight-year period between or something ridiculous like that, let's Dude, just call, think, let's call it three years. I think her, I hope she just rages. Like I hope she finally <laughs> is like the Jedi that can do like I hope she's like Bastila, like whatever. It, whether it's like battle meditation or whatever, I hope she does some shit that we would consider dark side, but that she can do. And like, still have control over herself because she's so clear and that she wants to do the right thing. What is it like if you bump up like your like, charisma? Or, there's something in like Night's Old Republic 2 where like if you have a certain stat really high, you can use dark side powers. What? Constitution. Yeah, it, it, it reduces the penalty for using the yeah. opposite side. So I think if, you're, if your constitution is really high, you can be a Jedi, but use like dark side force powers. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I think of when I think of Ray. Like she could do some shit like Force Storm, which is like would be considered like a dark side power. But for her, it's just like nah. Like I got it's this. a force power. It's yeah. just a, an ability that I can use. I don't know if I want to see Daisy really spitting electricity out of her fingers. <laughs> I, I do. Know. I do I want to see her with a dub, double lightsaber. She needs a double yeah, blade. Double blade of blue would be fucking badass. She needs to just be like the reincarnation of Bash Lashon. Like that'd be so tight. No, yeah. that's exactly what I'm hoping, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but awesome. how would how would a galaxy run by the only Jedi of Basila Shan look like? Very know, sexy, very very arm, sexy. Some <laughs> arm sleeves, fat, fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. A lot of questions. I hope there's just an army of HKs and they're all fu- the fucking meatbags. <laughs> HKs first versus K2s. Dude, what if it's just like Terminators coming back? <laughs> And raise John Connor. What if uh, the little uh, droid rebellion in Solo actually spark- dominoed into <laughs> the spark? <laughs> that turned into a, just an uprising, and everybody's. That's the issue: is we can't trust droids because they're going to murder you. Hey, you know, Palpatine in three said all droid armies must be shut down immediately. He didn't say destroyed, so maybe they go and find all the fucking disabled, them. shut down. Yeah, reactivate them and fucking Roger, Roger. You got a whole new army. They actually, uh, in the Thrawn book, they reactivate some buzz droids, I think. Buzz droids. Uh, yeah. To get that Tabana gas. Yeah. So many references to the past. Oh, there's, that- dro- there's the droids in Tarkin, too. Oh, really? I, I, started I don't remember Tarkin that, actually. I, I, that was so military the, like, the first, The first like three chapters, there's like a droid army. Droid army. I don't remember that at all. I don't remember I, that yeah, either. There's vulture droids. Um, it's like, I think it's like 14 humans that are on a ship when they do like that fake transmission relay from the other uh, the other outpost. 
I don't remember that at it's all. It's been like Zero three percent. years. Yeah, I don't remember that. That's how good it was. All right, guys. Yeah, I got I to pee really bad. We're yeah. going to end this, right? I think we're almost at four hours, so it's about a good time as any to end things. So I can go pee now? No. We have to close the show out. The ending of the show usually takes about 25 minutes. Yeah. So, so we, we would like to uh, <laughs> thank our sponsors. Um, Legos. Kuat Drive Yards. Disney. <laughs> Johnsonville, Johnsonville Brats. Oh, I just got my Venmo from Disney. Uh, Your Vimo? My Venmo. They just paid me for saying good things about them. Oh, bing. I get paid for oh. PayPal from Disney. Mm. Okay, yeah. yeah. I have them set up with Venmo. Mouse mm. Incorporated mm. LLC just sent me uh yeah. Oh, it looks like my stripper's ready. $470 for talking good things about Star Wars. <laughs> Communications all disruption. Right, guys. The worst episode of all time. Episode 156. Second worst. I think the last time I was on was the worst. That was probably By guaranteed because we talked about Solo, which is obviously a failure. So... <laughs> when is, when is, that's that's got to come out in, in film here real soon. Yeah, when's in the second? It was so bad. Here. It was so bad. When's the second one? I think there'll so, be a, a well. I'm not even going to start a new episode right now. Sorry. Yeah, next time. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, friends. We'll see you next week for actually uh, get amped. Next week's going to be a special smorgasbord of shenanigans. So, it's going to be another disaster on Pre- screen. Prepare your loins. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. What are you doing? It's just the L.A. air, bro. There you go. I do. I have have that. Or a bird flu mask. (laughs) Or both. (laughs) Why not both?